Support for Great Minds is provided by The Wine Store in Naples. The Wine Store offers a unique selection of wines from small production, artisan, and family-owned wineries. Their in-store wine education center hosts classes for the novice and connoisseur alike. Details are at thewinestorenaples.com. Welcome to Great Minds, a wine-centric podcast where two wine-loving friends take a look beyond what's in the glass. We dig a little deeper into the stories, the culture, the history, all that behind the wine. I'm Julie Glenn. And I'm Gina Birch. And we have a little bit of fun doing all that digging as well. Our hands are not dirty and our nails are not stained. That's even better. Uh, (laughs) It's another month and we're in the sign of Capricorn. Today we are continuing our series of Wine in the Zodiac where we take the characteristics of a person in that particular zodiac sign, and pair them with a grape of the same or similar characteristics. And this is not an indication that you should or do like the grape that we pair with you. As Gina said, we're in the sign of Capricorn, and we're looking for a grape that kind of acts like a Capricorn. Yes. So what's a Capricorn act like? They are stubborn, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> they're t- but they stick with it, and they're also some of the hardest working people that I know. And two of my best friends... In life, like throughout the entire course of the long, long history of my life, are Capricorns. Okay. And they really, they stick with you and they're just dedicated. And if they want to do something, they're going to do it. And because of that, we've decided to cho- to pair the Capricorn, mm-hmm. due to its stubbornness, with the grape Nebbiolo. That's perfect pairing, I think. Nebbiolo is a grape varietal from Piedmont, Italy, and it is one of the most traditional, intractable, stubborn old goats mm-hmm. in the wine world. I mean, you may want to, you know, go with fashion trends. You know, sometimes wines, they try to get more juicy when, like, fruit-forward fruit bombs are coming out, right. you know? Whatever the, they perceive the consumer's taste to be. Yeah. Nebbiolo, it ain't happening, pal. Uh, you get what you get, and that's it. They're like, you can't even try. And they, they tried to... Uh, bust up the juice a little bit and try to put them in like little tiny oak barrels and tried mm-hmm. to get them super ripe and stuff. And it just it was a big fail Didn't in work. the late eighties. So, I mean, they've tried, but uh, it, it just did not work. And they're, they're vinified in giant Slovenian casts. That's the tradition. And uh, if Nebbiolo is not vinified in that particular way, it is, it's not going to go. No bueno. It's going to taste nasty. Right. It's named uh, Nebbiolo because it's, um, Named after the Nebbia, which means fog. Mm-hmm. And in the vineyards in uh, Piedmont, it is super foggy. Uh, I lived there briefly, and I had to walk to my bus stop, <laughs> and, and there was no sidewalk. And I was, like, walking on that little outer line of a two-lane highway oh where gosh. people do not observe the speed limit. <laughs> it was the scariest time in my life. But it's so foggy. It's really, really thick uh, fog. Um, but honestly, I don't know a Capricorn that doesn't get what they want. Uh, they're the embodiment of slow and steady wins the race. And just like that, nebula vines, they flower early, and it takes a long time for those berries to get ripe. It also takes time in the bottle. Let's not forget that. I mean, it's a, it, it's this is a long process, and it's better after laying in a wine cellar for years, not just one year, two years, but several years after its release. Um, it's got some serious tannins. Nebbiolas have serious tannins, which over time tend to lengthen and make the wine a little more drinkable, and um, the drinking experience one of, uh, I guess, velvety goodness would be a, a good way to put it, as opposed to that mouth puckering, astringent characteristic that you'll often get. Have you you ever had a young Barolo? Yeah. So, yes. So anyone who has had a young Barolo, 
will know exactly what we're talking about. It just about. takes the enamel right off your yeah, teeth. Yeah, it does. You're just sitting there like, God, what? It's just not. And, and you know, Barolo is not cheap. Barolo's well, that's the, name, the other thing. Yeah. yeah. So Barolo is the name of a region within Piedmont where they grow Nebbiolo. Exactly. Because Everybody Italy get that? is not confusing at all. But, um, yeah, Barolo is a little teeny village uh, within Piedmont, and, uh, and they are, that's where the, the big Nebbiolos come from. And uh, they don't, uh, they don't have Nebbiolo in a whole lot of other places. There are people that try to grow it in other places, mm-hmm. but I haven't really seen it have success. No, and you know, and this is a, this is another thing for people listening who aren't uh, wine uh, as versed in wine. When you hear the word Barolo, uh, you know that's a big. I mean, most people are going to know that supposedly you're supposed to be a big bad Italian wine. It's but a big daddy, yeah. You don't always know what's in it, just like Chianti. The grape, it's not Chianti. The grape is not Barolo. You know, yeah. the grape is Sangiovese and Chianti and um, and Nebbiolo in Barolo. Yep. Did I just confuse you more? <laughs> it's, it's never confusing when you get to Italy. Uh, right. Barolo is um, that standard bearer of Italian, what what Italy can do at the highest, highest level. And so, of course, you know, the price is usually 40 plus. Right. And and the ones on the shelves now, I mean, you spend like that 40 plus that you were you were talking about and you're not going to have the best experience. So you either have to spend more than that to get an older one that's really drinkable or you have to have patience and yeah, set you have it to aside buy it and uh, hide and, it under your bed yeah. or in your wine chiller. I'm pretty good at doing that, but a lot of people aren't. And then I think that's where they have a negative experience with a lot of Italian wines. It's comes, uh, some of them just need more time and they definitely need food. It's not a sipping, hanging out, watching the sunset wine kind of wine. So here's the problem that I had too uh, with uh, with the Barolo is I'll buy it and mm-hmm. I know I want to wait you know I want it to wait and I mm-hmm. want to just hold out but then you have other members of the family who <laughs> are like oh we're out of red wine I'm going to be having spaghetti sauce you know I'm gonna, <laughs> pasta with a meat sauce I'm going to open the Barolo I just oh. want to smack people yeah. I'm not going to talk about who but no that's happened <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no but I mean seriously you got to really you got to hide it from people who you know are just going to uh Get in there and get, sneak in get there them and some. Oh, it was only $40. But I've invested five years waiting for this thing to mature. And right. you really do need to wait for Barolo to become mature enough. Because like you said, those tannins just kind of lengthen out. And it's kind of, I don't know if under a microscope, the tannins actually look longer or something, but they just feel longer. Because when they're short and tight, they're just, that acidity, just, mm-hmm. it's really not uh, as pleasant as it could be. The best Barolo I ever had was um, a 2000. And I had it in... 2000 when did i have that 2000 and uh you can do it i'm getting there you can do it it was 2013 okay that i had that barolo it was from elio alta elio altare mm-hmm. and uh that's a beautiful winery way up on a hill it's one that i had actually visited and the wine was a 2000 that somebody brought to my house and they didn't know i'd ever been to that vineyard oh. and it was there the year that was the year that i had been at the vineyard that's very cool. That they were, oh, they were labeling that particular one. That was. I was there in like 2006, I think, and they were labeling that particular vintage 2000 in 2006. So that's how long they lay it down at the better producers, too. Now, I have a couple of Barolos in my, my cellar at home. Because you have the discipline and don't have the yeah. people that will cabbage onto it. Exactly. <laughs> I'm living by myself right now. So if, if uh, the ghost you just comes in and drinks the wine. Don't invite me over because I might steal it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, but I will open it with somebody like you because that's the whole thing when you hold on to wine. It's not something you just open when you're sitting around cooking dinner or writing or doing whatever you might be doing at home. It's one you want to share with somebody. But I did have a younger Nebbiolo. Um, it's, it's a 2015. It's from M.A. Monticelli. And it's from Lange, Lange, mm-hmm. and it is an that is a region right in the heart or, or a, a 
area, right in the heart mm-hmm. of Barolo. And this one is kind of an interesting story behind it. Um, MA stands for uh, the 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 people on the American side of of the uh, a wine partnership. partnership. Yeah, so it's Anna and Mario Monticelli. So Mario is a winemaker in Napa. He's made wine or currently makes wine. I still think for Trinchero. Anna makes wine. And uh, he is from his his heritage is Italian, mm-hmm. and there's winemaker. There are winemakers in his family that go back. So they partnered with Franco Contorno, Conterno in Italy, and they're a family that have uh, are well known for the Barolos and and the way they produce wine and the way they farm their land. Yeah, I can imagine their label right now. Yeah, this is Conterno, really, really big yes. and all big block letters. Mm-hmm. I know that one. <laughs> and so they did this, uh, you know, by coastal, not by coastal, by continent partnership to do this wine. And it's actually a, a pretty affordable. It's in the $30 range. Yeah. And, and we, I opened it about 20 minutes ago to try thank to goodness. I would like it. to thank you for yes, that. You're welcome. <laughs> I care about my teeth enamel too. Well, that's the thing. When you got a young one and uh, that's you're faced with uh, no other options and you're going to open a younger Barolo, open it early. Like give yourself 20 to 30 minutes and pour a little bit into a glass. You have a little bit more oxygen content in the neck of the bottle. So, you know, not just exposing like the top, what, three-fourths yeah, of an inch do a lot. in the neck. <laughs> yeah. But um, it, let it aerate a little bit because that will help kind of push it along uh, and, and kind of blow off some of those those tannins a little bit, get them to relax. And then, of course, my driving probably bounced things around a little bit. That's cool. I don't have a problem with that. That's cool. It's, this is a really light one. It's it real is. light. Um Barolo is not known to be fruit forward. It's mm-hmm. got um, like an olivey kind of countenance to it. Like a, it behaves kind of like an olive flavor. It has the spice box. It has the um, not heavy chocolate, but like maybe, I don't want to say milk chocolate, but level of chocolate flavor at milk chocolate. Definitely not dark chocolate no. heavy. Right. And I and I get what you just said when I'm drinking this. I, I get the olives. I get the spice box right in the middle and on the finish mm-hmm. of this. And I, it's a, it's a very approachable. It's a very drinkable wine right now. And I'm I'm impressed that you know this 2015 is is it's already doing all right. Yeah. But I think it's because it's a, a like less expensive one, so it's probably going to be a little bit easier to drink a little bit earlier. I would guess. I I would think. Now this Ma Monticelli, they also make uh, two other higher end Barolos. Yeah, this is probably their one. That this is their baby one. Trying to get into restaurants and, mm-hmm. and maybe get them uh, to run as a buy the glass special or something to get people to just mm-hmm. try Barolo. You know. And and again, it is one of those like we said, it's uh, it's approachable. So if you don't really, if you've tried those Barolos that are too tight and you don't like them or you've had a bad experience and paid a lot of money, then I think this is a good introductory one. And as far as the fruit that's on it, it's definitely like a tart cherry kind of fruit. Yes, yeah, you know. And you know, you look at wine trends. You had like uh, Pinot Noir was is well still kind of huge. It's never going to pretend to be like a Pinot Noir. It can't. And it's not going to pretend to be like a big, huge Shiraz because it's just not capable mm-hmm. of doing it. It's not going to do it. It doesn't want to. It's like a Capricorn. It is stubborn. <laughs> it's difficult. You have to you know, sometimes wait a while for them to come out of their shell, which yeah. is how um, a lot of the Capricorns that I know uh, behave. Here, the, here, Let's go to some famous yeah. ones. There's some, there's some really interesting famous ones. And, you know, you said they're loyal and generous um, and they're worth investing in and sitting down and hanging out with. And I find that a lot of these on this list – Really fit that description. Yeah, I would totally want to hang out with almost all of them. Yes. Martin Luther King Jr. Totally. Uh, Stephen Hawking, Muhammad Ali, Isaac Newton. Can you imagine having a conversation with him? Yeah. Well, how, how about having a glass of one with Ben Franklin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is too. Oh, Bradley Cooper. Stare deep into the icy blue oh, eyes of Bradley Cooper. I wouldn't hear a word he said. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Are you Can talking I have another over there? Sip of wine? <laughs> That's so good. 
Kate Middleton, Ellen DeGeneres, Al Capone, I probably don't want to hang out with. I no, mean, I, he is kind of a curious one on the list, right? I mean, he's, uh, he was determined. Well, and he was loyal to to you're loyal people. to him. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> to some people. He was loyal to dollars, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, then you got Nicolas Cage, Diane Keaton, Mel Gibson, J.D. Salinger, Lars Ulrich. That's the drummer from Metallica. If you want to mm-hmm. talk about stubborn, remember? I mean, yes. when you see him in interviews, and I mean, he is sticking with it. He doesn't mm-hmm. deviate from the path. He's very much a Capricorn. You got Marlene Dietrich, uh, Sir Ben Kingsley, Michelle Obama. Yep. Uh, Ava Gardner, Patti Smith, also one of those determined type of artists. Mm-hmm. And then your fave, Betty White. You know, when I think about her and she really – she is such a great comparison to wine. She gets better and better with time. You know, she kind of reinvents or she sleeps. Like some wine has this phase where they're not doing a lot. Then they are just like oh, all over the place. So good. And I think that's that's her in a nutshell, right? And that's totally how um, the Nebbiolo grape behaves. Mm-hmm. So um, – in summary, let's say Nebbiolo is the the big guy of Italy. I mean, mm-hmm. there's the T- Tuscan region down further south, and they also have some big dogs down yeah. there. That, that they're a whole other animal too, though. But so. the, yeah, but the grandfather, like the the old, got cobwebs on him. Guy sitting in a rocking chair, kind of wine that's just never gonna old school is uh, sets the bar. Yeah, that's this is what Nebbiolo is. And when you are looking for Nebbiolo in a wine store, it's going to be – you would want to get it from the region of Barolo, which is in northern Italy in Piedmont. And uh, the reason this wine is so good in that area, coming from that area, is because it comes from centuries and centuries of tradition of having your wine go with the food. And the food in Piedmont is notably rich. Um and that's what works with this kind of wine. Mm-hmm. One of the most famous dishes in Piedmont is um, uh, bolito, which is like boiled meats, like unusual parts. That's the first time oh, I ever yeah. tried cow tongue, mm. which I did not think I would like. Well, it depends on the preparation, right? And if somebody's going to know how to do it, they are. Yeah. They also have um, to. Uh, Vitello tonato, which is like a carpaccio of veal with kind of like a tuna salad type thing on it, which sounds all wrong, but it's yeah. really good. It's very rich. Mm. Um, and that's the kind of foods that we're talking about from there. They're also That's also where you get the tagine noodles, which is uh, basically pasta made with the greatest amount of egg yolk that oh, yes. you can possibly yes. put into a pasta with it coming together as an actual mm-hmm. pasta. It's yellow. So it's very rich stuff. Yeah. So something with this level of acidity and these tannins are, is really going to work very well with that type of uh, cuisine. So flavor-wise, it's nothing like Tuscany. It doesn't have any of the chalkiness of Sangiovese, um, which I don't know. What do people call that chalkiness? They call it earthy? No, it's not earthy. No. It's, I just call it chalky. It's just chalky. Yeah, that's what we'll it just is. leave it there. That's easy. I think it's easy for people to – to picture and and get and understand. Yeah, but, but it's pretty bright. It's good. Uh, this is an, an inexpensive one in the $30 range. So, I mean, it's definitely a good way to try it to see if you want to, you know, you dip your toe in the pool before you want to go into the full $45, $50 bottle range. I agree. I totally recommend this. And, and, and I love the story behind it as well. You know, it does have a little history and heritage. Uh, we'll put a picture of it on our social media sites so you can see the label. That always helps me. But it's M.A. Monticelli. Monticelli. Long so Nebbiolo. I also have a picture of that 2000 Barolo. Oh. I, st- I saved the bottle. <laughs> I don't really still have s- it? I, I did. I just loved it that much. But, uh, yeah, it was good stuff. Great Minds is produced at WGCU Studios on FGCU campus in Fort Myers, Florida. Our producers for online media are Anna Bejarano and Tara Calligan. Technical production is by Mike Canary. 
Minds theme music for Zante is by Colin Manning. To get in touch, check GreatMinds.org. Thanks for listening. 